welcome back to episode eight of What in the Patriarchy with me, Fabia, and Amelia. Hello. And... Fuck, I've forgotten the fucking next <laughs> line. <laughs> do you want me to jump in or do you want me to go afterwards? Oh, yeah, because right. normally what do we I do? Like, we... After. What the fuck is the line? <laughs> Today we are joined by a brand new guest. Hello, Beck. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Beck. Um, I am 23. I nearly forgot my own age then. <laughs> um, and um, I am the owner of the kind of life. It's a lifestyle and mental health blog called uh, The Smile Diary. It's at The Smile Diary with an X on the end on Instagram. And on there, I talk about all kinds of things to do with mental health and lifestyle. But I've also kind of in recent months dipped into quite a lot of stuff about sexuality and that kind of thing. So Amelia has very kindly invited me on today to talk <laughs> about this kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I've... Um... Beck and I have like developed a friendship through Instagram, really, and because we both bonded over doing our blogs and um, talking about men's health and female sexuality. That's something that I know Beck feels very passionately about. And I've seen you speak about this a lot. Um, and I thought that this is a really important topic to be discussed. And I think because we would we were just saying um, before I hit the record button that uh, we were saying how it's kind of strange this weird shame that we often have around female sexuality and like the lack of information I think that we have about ourselves as women like our own bodies and kind of how well some people have that um yeah that that misunderstanding or that ignorance around female sexuality and then other people's have different responses to that so it's just kind of interesting to unpack that and why it is that that is the that is the way that we view it and the different ways that we view it really so before we get into the episode if you want to keep up with all things podcast you can follow us on instagram at what in the patriarchy and to keep up with our personal lives you can follow me at fabiawood underscore and amelia at mealy musings and beck at um, at the smile diary it's at the smile diary with an x on the end on instagram right okay so firstly i guess we start off by talking about what is kind of your thoughts around female sexuality Beck? because i know that you're quite open about this stuff um as i mentioned before um there's often a shame around it I think for a lot of women about going to like the doctors just about issues with their yeah with them um sexually just anything like yeah. that anything to do with female body parts there's often just so much stigma around it and yeah. um what are your thoughts on that really because I know you're quite confident um when it comes to yeah us. yeah so I think in many ways I perhaps have just been quite lucky in that through the way that I have been brought up and perhaps just by kind of happy coincidence I seem to have swerved finding myself too affected by the stigma Mm -hmm. that can be kind of projected onto things to do with female sexual health female sexuality sex in general and I think that a lot of that comes from for example um my my mum has always been very kind of open and positive about things to do with my body like all areas of my body sexual and non-sexual 
um, genital and whatever else. And um, I was always, everything was always talked about in a very open way with the proper words and things like that. It was never mm. called anything that it shouldn't have been called or not shouldn't have been called, you know, an alternative name. Yeah, for, like a um, childish version. Thing. Yeah. And um, and for example, um, I was saying before we started that I look back on it now and it kind of makes me giggle, but I would display behaviours even as a, as a child that represent, that kind of showed that I had made the links between certain parts of my body and for example sexual pleasure even mm-hmm. when I was quite young yeah and um and and that was never frowned upon or I don't have any recollection of being able to be made to feel embarrassed or being made to feel like I was doing something naughty or dirty yeah. um and I think as a result of that somehow I've kind of I've never really felt this shame and in actual fact I think one of the most I almost feel the most confident and the most like I know exactly what I'm doing and how I feel when I'm talking about sex yeah and whether that be with myself or with somebody else so yeah Yeah. it's very interesting because I feel like I had a very different experience like I was very shy and embarrassed about it growing up and at school I remember in secondary school when we were about 14, 15, some girls in my groups got boyfriends and people started doing bits and they weren't quite having yeah. sex yet, but you know, it, the ball was rolling. Yeah. And I was quite late to the party. So I was embarrassed about that. But then also when I eventually started messing around with the boys as well, sort of was embarrassed to talk about it. And if I would masturbate at home, I would lie about it to my friends and say that I didn't. And very different, you know, very opposing experience to yours. Yeah. yeah, I think. Okay. Oh no, no, sorry, Beck. Um, no, I was just gonna say I think I had the same sort of experience um, as Fabia. Really, I feel like for me, yeah, I I felt that as I was growing up, there was a lot that this was a very private act that I felt I didn't understand for a very long time of my life. To be honest, um, it was just something that okay, this my body feels like this. And when and certain times, and I know kind of how, yeah, when it when it came to sort of masturbation, again, I, I discovered that at a very young age. And I felt like inside, I felt a lot of shame around it, even though I never even discussed it with anyone. I wouldn't have mm. even dreamt of discussing it with anyone. Do you know what I mean? It just, for some reason, inherently, there was this shame there, even though I didn't even understand it. I felt like I was doing something wrong. And um, even though now I can look back and see that, of course, no, I wasn't. I just for so many years that was it was just I did feel very embarrassed by it and I didn't it just felt like I was doing something almost criminal like every time that it happened and and it's so strange that that is how I felt but it it was just that was just like drilled into me I'm not sure why well I'm not I am I kind of do know why but it's uh just it's horrible how that seems to be ingrained into so many people's minds around female sexuality and masturbation and sex in general you know yeah I think it takes meeting someone who is very open like I didn't really talk about masturbation to anyone until I was in my third year of uni and I lived with a girl who was very open with all sorts of sex toys and outfits and masturbation and sex with her boyfriend and Obviously, I was having sex and I was masturbating, but it was all very private. 
until you know we'd have all the girls around she'd get her box of toys out and would talk us through them all wow and it's odd isn't it like until then I was like oh maybe this is okay and then I had a different friend who took me to Ann Summers and encouraged me to buy a sex toy because she was like it would change your life you need how old were you then so I was in my last year of uni ah so like what's that 21 22 I started a year late so I think I was 22 um but yeah so until my 20s I was really embarrassed and yeah you know also another thing I don't even know if this is relevant but I don't think I had my first orgasm proper orgasm until I was in my 20s oh, and that was with the sex toy on my own like yeah. no man had and I'd been with multiple people by that point oh and yeah that's a big no man had made <laughs> yeah, me finish yeah so I don't know it's odd that there's so much to be around it and you know whereas a man couldn't do the job when I could mm-hmm. it's just interesting that's this I think there's loads to be on behalf <laughs> when it comes to like the orgasm gap and yeah. um mm. and when you say so I'm quite similar so I'd been you know masturbating and and I'd been quite comfortable with it and you know I'd never shied away from it and I'd had uh boyfriends that know like I would never not tell anyone about it even prior to being in my 20s mm-hmm. and um but then it's literally been and it all comes into the whole faking orgasm never fake an orgasm kind of conversation yeah I think back to all the orgasms I've faked what a lie I can't believe that and as well so many people have and I definitely have and like it's 100% everyone has it's really and why because like <laughs> why would you do that because now it's Honestly. like giving the idea that that was good so obviously they're going to keep doing that and it doesn't feel yeah, you're like oh, now I'm stuck in this cycle they think I like that <laughs> no that's really the don't. thing yeah yeah do you know the I... funniest bit is when a boy like if you tell a boy that you faked an orgasm with a previous partner and you're like all my friends have done it they're like nobody's done it with me and you're like oh, oh yeah I'm oh, sorry to oh, break it to you but everyone's done say, it to you they all say oh well wait wait till wait yeah me. yeah like, oh. Oh my God. Go on oh, then. Yeah, I'll give course. you my best performance. <laughs> God, it is funny. But yeah, like, because, like, for me, like, my, that kind of behavior from me for a while came from the fact that I didn't think that I could. Mm, you know, I've been there. Yeah. The that while I could enjoy the experience, I didn't think that I could to the point where, like, I'd, I'd created some regrettable regrettably convincing narrative <laughs> performances because early on for example in one of my previous quite serious or very serious relationships I thought this isn't going to happen is it this isn't going to happen and they weren't comfortable with things like sex toys and I all thought this isn't going to happen oh gosh yeah and that's how that's it all another weird thing we talk about that yeah you don't yeah. think how like it's almost too stressful to for I think because like for me there there was that shame there anyway it's like in my head I just wanted it all to go smoothly and it just not have to like really go into depth and communicate and it just and it just not be I didn't want any sort of awkwardness whatsoever Mm. so I think that came into it of just being like yeah this is fine and I accepted a really subpar standard (laughs) of sex that I was like why did I do that thinking about not being bothered about it than actually being in the moment like if I think all the times where I would think about right I need to 
make myself finish in this situation with this boy without him noticing that I'm making myself finish and you're just thinking more and more about the end and I'm not even really enjoying the moment because all I'm thinking about is well he's going to finish and I'm not and then I'm going to have to pretend I have and then afterwards I'm going to be resentful because I haven't but I've got to pretend that I did and there's all this stuff going on in my head and I'm not even present in the act anymore and you're even less likely to be able to finish (laughs) thinking like that you know I think that's that's it like they got to a point where I would be so sort of like come on come on I just need to get there (laughs) to the point where it'd be like okay I'm never gonna get there now because I'm so over I'm overthinking it it. I'm not in the moment I'm not even enjoying it and then I'm not relaxed anymore either I'm just stressed yeah like I'm stressed I'm literally stressed (laughs) I'm stressed as this is happening this is no time for an orgasm (laughs) I was just like in my head come on Amelia just do it come on I'm so glad I'm not the only one that's been there (laughs) no that's so that's so true (laughs) you know I have a question for both of you I don't know if you both use sex toys firstly that's the first question do you both use sex toys I do I don't actually you don't no that's interesting why not you know there's no no right or wrong but this is what I mean is that I feel even just having this conversation I'm already like I can feel myself cringing ever so slightly and I'm just like oh no why am I like this like it's almost I feel like this will be good for me to unpack that in myself of like I think I've often because for me like I've I feel like I've always had a lot of barriers up um Mm. when it comes to sex um and I think that the whole thing of sex toys like I've not really I mean I have I have you know I've got like that I've got one like I've got you know have you again I feel embarrassed talking about it you don't even want to tell us I I can't even bring myself to say it like I can feel myself stuttering I'm never lost for words and I feel myself stuttering over myself but yeah no it's not something that I'm I feel like this the whole conversation you guys can educate me because I feel like I don't know a lot about sex toys at all and I've never really I've never used sex toys with a partner or anything like that so I feel like that's definitely something that I like a really gray area for me. So yeah, no, yeah. what? So yeah, please, please share, share your insight. Beck, I'll ask you then. Like, do, okay. you, do you think, or not do you think, what, what's the fact? Are you more likely to finish with a sex toy or without a sex toy? Um, Be with. that by yourself or with a partner. So with. Yeah, yeah same. But boys with. can be so weird about it. Yeah, so I had, and it was actually, and I'm allowed to talk about this now because I feel like enough time has passed that you'll probably never listen to this. Um, I <laughs> we always with... say that, we're like, oh, we hope our exes don't listen to this because we're just slagging <laughs> them off one by but, one. Um, I know, But yeah. Um, yeah, so I, like I say, had always been quite like comfortable with like sex and like um, whether that be with a partner or alone. Um, and um, and I'd, I'd met him... And he was always just incredibly uncomfortable about the idea of me even masturbating. Gosh. Right. Big right. red flag. My question is, back. is what? he masturbating though? Oh, of course. I no, but, but this is it. But think about, think about everything you ever watch on TV. When men, how many times do you see a man masturbating on tv and films and that's just normal yeah, it's actually yeah. often used in comedic like films and scenes like all the time yeah. how uh, yeah, often yeah. compare that to how often you see a woman being portrayed 
masturbating mm. on screen or any sort of yeah. female pleasure like that is just yeah. not something that is exp- I think now because that is that's it's got to a point where that is actually being recognized to the point where people are trying to now make that more of a thing like of focusing yeah. on women's sexuality like in in the media yeah. because it, it's so and I think that that comes down to it is that for some reason girls yeah. masturbating what oh oh I don't know about that yeah, Ooh, yeah. It's a bit awkward that as, and as a result kind of to go back to Fabia's question like um obviously if that was kind of like a big no-go area in our relationship heaven forbid and when I eventually did request that we we used sex toys during sex it was like I, I it was like I just told him that he was the most hopeless, hideous oh, really? partner. He took it very personally and it was a problem. Yeah. Gosh. But like, I, so for me, I just view, because I can now reach that point of climax, whether it's with myself, like without toys or with. And I honestly think that since I've become well, one, you know, just become very secure in myself. And then two, when it comes to toys and things like that, to be more adventurous and yeah. to be more um, experimental, yeah. it's had a knock-on effect So on my, on my sex life. So since ending that relationship and becoming a bit more kind of liberated within myself, the sex that I've had with partners has been massively better off the scale (laughs) I think a lot of it is like a mental thing um I think that if you're if you feel kind of open and like comfortable in yourself and confident in yourself and you know kind of what it is that you want and you know your body and you get to know your body I think that can really have a knock-on effect and I think that's why for so long I felt sort of I had the opposite experience where I felt you know and admittedly still do have kind of a lot of issues in that regard of feeling sort of almost kind of like I said about the barriers being up and I think mm-hmm. that that's almost like without realizing that is kind of blocking myself like I think in the past I often I felt like there was something wrong with me if I didn't yeah. reach yeah. like orgasm with someone if or if somebody was touching me and that didn't feel good I would think that was Mm. my fault like I would take responsibility for that instead of thinking because you know I'm not doing it right (laughs) yeah you would I would think that I would yeah and I think that I think I said to myself actually that from when during like a period my the period that I was single I'd like reach a lot I reached a point where I was you know really like building this self-love with you know again and I think that that really helped me reflect on those experiences and think to myself actually in future I don't want to be finding myself uncomfortable in those situations feeling like I'm sacrificing my pleasure because I'm ashamed of like myself or I don't Mm. want oh I don't want to um I don't know drag this out because it's obviously I'm the issue you know and I think Um. that that mentality was what was making my experiences so mm, meh really I think that it's about being open and you know sex is it's about you working together isn't it it's like communication and you have to be in tune with the other person I think if you're not enjoying it and the other person's just still just doing that and like you're not not like really paying attention to you 
that's yeah. not that's not good like you need to be yeah. constantly hyper aware of each yeah. other throughout the whole thing because it's such a vulnerable act like you need to be aware of what and you need to be able to say especially to your partner you need to trust your partner enough to say that doesn't feel good actually can you yeah. try this yeah. or can you change up like the, I don't know the the angle the pressure of that <laughs> yeah, like yeah the angle. Yeah. Should, but yeah. like all of this stuff I think like especially when you're younger and it's already quite you know shame filled for some people you just think oh I don't yeah. want to say anything I just feel really mm. just, you know and yeah. you don't feel as confident to communicate when communication is so important yeah, yeah. and it's like, it's like people say with so many other topics like knowledge is power but when it comes to having sex the only way that you're going to gain that knowledge is by you know experimenting for, I think the best way you can do it is alone if you're taking mm. if you're building from zero is is to do that slowly because I always think because it came up with um the issue that me and Amelia discussed a few months ago when there was this whole um drama about uh, a Zoe Sugg blog article yeah. all about sex toys being used in the national curriculum and it I all it kind of sparked a discussion on my page where I was talking about if anything I think if young girls are encouraged to get to know themselves prior to entering sexual relationships with other people I think they would be more fulfilling they would mm. be safer and they would he- adhere a lot less to the ideology that it's all about the man especially uh-huh. if we're in heterosexual relationships you know so yeah I think it's I think it's like it, it's a really good starting point even if somebody's kind of having sex and they're thinking gosh I don't I don't like this this doesn't feel comfortable for me I'm not enjoying it it's not making me feel sexy xyz like I think one of the best ways to kind of take it back to basics is to kind of just you know try and understand yourself and then hopefully to feel more confident communicating that to somebody else you know yeah I agree I think I I went through the motions like when I was younger much like Amelia described I just sort of laid back and took whatever Mm -hmm. and whether I enjoyed it or not and I didn't you know I wasn't finishing and I wasn't saying that I didn't like certain things and then I got to a certain age and I was like what the fuck am I doing like this can't be the rest of my life yeah Yeah, Um, I don't get what everyone it's like you think to yourself this is supposed to be such a big thing everyone goes on and on about how good this is I don't get the hype I can't relate (laughs) at all yeah Yeah. and um it's funny I've had this conversation with my partner recently about how crazy I now feel or how crazy it is that I used to just be like that you know just so submissive in that act and just let the boy dominate the entire act and whatever and then now you know I would never go back to that so if I don't like something I say it immediately if I want it done in a different way I'll say or I'll show them yeah them him (laughs) as one person show him what I want um and I could never imagine now you know just not speaking up and and in fact a conversation with him he was I'm so glad you're like this because how else do I know what you want because if you're not telling me to change the speed or whatever it is yeah how do I know to do it because you know there's this whole thing now where girls are faking it so Mm -hmm. how how is a boy supposed to know what's real and what's not yeah yeah and I think a lot of that is also to do with for me personally I had experiences in the past where like you were saying Beck that with the partner that you had that um 
he took it very personally if yeah. you didn't mm. finish or if you weren't enjoying something he took that as a almost an attack on his ego being like oh well yeah. I'm I'm that was like almost you saying well you're not good at sex then because you can't make yeah. me feel good whereas actually no it's just sex involves it's not you can't treat it as though one size fits all like every single person 100%. is different everybody's yeah. body is different requires different things and mm-hmm. I think that I had that in the past where I remember one of the first ever sort of sexual experiences I had um I didn't enjoy it and I thought is this okay this is what this feels like um I'm not sure about this like Mm. "Mm, oh that's not that's not that nice actually and then (laughs) I tried to communicate that and what I got in I remember asking actually asking the question of oh have you um have other girls like enjoyed this like when you've done this like when you've done it that way and I I don't I didn't I I didn't say it quite (laughs) like that but I was trying to I didn't mean it as an attack but I just meant like oh like I was almost saying it in a is there something wrong with me like is there yeah I meant it in the way that does everyone else like like this and I don't then obviously there's a problem with me and like I remember him literally being like I was like, like, oh yeah, yeah, the girls like this. Oh, the girls and, love it. I know. And, yeah, and I remember it. thinking in my head, oh my God, like it is me. There is something wrong yeah, with me. Wow. Whereas actually yeah. now I'm like, no, actually it just, that didn't work for me. That didn't yeah. feel good for me. Yeah. It might feel good for somebody else, but it doesn't for me. And I think that, I think, I mean, I actually had a conversation with someone recently about this of how men take notes if you're listening just <laughs> about how they've tuned off now they're like fuck <laughs> these girls yeah, <laughs> like sometimes like I think I'm not sure who it was that I was speaking to I was speaking to one of my male friends about it actually and he was saying like for men a lot of the time when it comes to like climaxing um for them sometimes it is like faster and harder is what you want um mm, and is yeah. is what sort of gets them there but I think like for a woman not that's not necessarily the case like it's mm, yeah sometimes it is about staying like the same tempo or being yeah, gentle consistent. um and I think that sometimes guys think that like being really like almost kind of rough in that way like again some people yeah. that that might work for some people but for some people yeah that's not that's not what's needed it's something being gentle and being like just really Mm. being in tune with them and just being yeah that can be what does it and I think it's like understanding that like and it's understanding it doesn't have to be like okay like going like I like really you you can just and that goes that goes back to that that goes back to that kind of abandoning the one fat one size fits all kind of idea because everyone not only does everyone have different preferences in terms of what turns them on and and the types of things that they like to do but then the literal physical physicality of it people Mm. have different things that they need to happen it's like we've got on this document that we're all having a look at all the stats that we've got you know Mm. people need certain types of stimulation and other people don't and I think it's important you know that but you're so right and I think sometimes you can tell when you have a new partner that they're repeating Something yes I was gonna say this on yeah. you and you're like oh so this is what your ex likes then. this is what you're used oh, to doing yeah, I was ex- gonna say that's exactly. the best way yeah of an example is when you get with someone new and you're both repeating what you've been doing for the last however long 
with your yeah. previous yeah. partner and then you're like oh fuck this isn't you've, working you've got to get to know <laughs> it's, it's, a new, you yeah. <laughs> it's a new body it's a new body whole new game like you have yeah. to like you have to see what works like because I one of the because um, I was looking into stats like as Beck mentioned we were looking at stats about female sexuality and about like the vagina and the clitoris um, and I, I can just, I can feel all the men just that like you were listening, just go, oh, over here in the word clitoris. The men can't even <laughs> find the fucking clit. Do you know what I mean? You can't have an opinion on it. Um, but, uh, you know, the clitoris, like, it is not, it doesn't just, like, every woman's clitoris is different. Like, it's all, like, different sizes, different shapes. And mm-hmm. um, and it even, like, because even for me, this is, it feels bad on my part. I feel like I don't know as much about my, my, I even saying the word vagina like that I was like I was there like I had anatomy <laughs> my anatomy even I don't feel like I know as much about it and about my yeah. pleasure as I should and like this mm. is interesting for me but you know it's the fact that like some some like well, as I was saying before for some it's actually a known fact that some women like need to be touched kind of softly and then some yeah. need more pressure and yeah. it is all about getting to know like the person that you're with and like what they like and what they need and mm-hmm. I think that that's the important thing. And it's like, you can't just have this mindset of, well, this, I think that this is going to be good and this has worked for somebody else. And I, so I'm just going to do that. Like I'm you've got to it. be copy totally open. Yeah. Copy and paste. Exactly. You've got to be, and like, that's what I mean of how I think that maybe, maybe it is a result of, of us being so uncomfortable at being so vulnerable with another person, but it's almost like we're trying to rush through it. Like we're not mm. just like mm-hmm. sitting back and paying attention. It's like it's like how people don't even want to look at each other sometimes when it's happening. You yeah. know what I mean? There's yeah. so much like awkwardness around it that it's yeah. like maybe that's why we don't tr- we don't want to stop and communicate and, and accept yeah. maybe this doesn't feel good. Let's try something else because that's almost awkward. Like you just want it to go like smoothly and in your head if it, if you have to stop and you have to think oh this isn't perfect, then does that mean like like it's like facing some sort of it I know it's it's yeah. accepting that vulnerability almost and you don't yeah really, yeah you know what and I mean maybe, maybe seeing it like you know it, it, I think it's easy we kind of spoke about it before to get wrapped up in there being like a goal you know within mm. within the, the act whereas I think like the older I've got it's like an experience you know it's yeah. an experience that you're sharing with another person that's probably got numerous different stages you know mm-hmm. because for me like you think about it it's like it, it will start far prior to the actual sex or far prior yeah. to the the initial kiss or whatever yeah. it's all like a build-up and when you were talking about like different like preferences and not wanting to rush through it I think there's no harm in like it's, it's not even just communicating before the event and after the event it's about communicating like all the way through yeah definitely like for me when you were saying about like softer or or rougher or whatever that will depend that will change depending on the day yeah yeah, it, yeah exactly and in the moment like it might you just have to be every experience is going to be unique and um I think like you've just got to be in tune with the other person entirely like to be able and I think that it, that's the biggest thing I think like what, what what I meant before of us being kind of almost so awkward by it that like it's like that fear of being like really really sort of vulnerable with someone vulnerable. in that way and it is yeah. kind of when there is so much shame attached to it and stigma for some reason like there is in this society I think yeah. that for me sometimes just 
being in that place with someone and like in that intimate like it's so intimate isn't it and I think mm, that yeah. it's almost it's like thing very well, scary almost like it's like your brain's like oh no I don't know about this like yeah. uh, and I think it's trying to get almost out of your so out yeah. of your head because I think it can be so easy especially if you're an overthinker like me I think yeah. I can become very in my own head and when I get yeah. so in my own head I suddenly start putting logic to it all and thinking and, mm, and like you were saying like Fabi before when you're like oh I really I want to finish I need to finish and then you're in your head you're not actually focused on present. like you're not enjoying it anymore because you're not even in it you're not in the moment you're not present yeah. like you said yeah I think I think you have to pick your partner very wisely um and that's ironic from some partners I've been with in the past but <laughs> I think you need to pick someone you know when we're talking about goals the goals the end goal is that you both enjoy it and you both finish you know if I think about the amount of people that I've been with and my friends have been with where they skip foreplay straight to sex they've finished game over they don't even finish you off after yeah and you think what what the fuck is that about and I've just seen on our on our document that 50 to 75 percent of women who have um who orgasm need to have their clitoris touched um Mm -hmm. and most women are unable to orgasm through you know just penetration that is all about the clit and this reminded me of a conversation I had with my partner the other day we're talking about squirting I don't even know how it came up but we're talking about it Mm -hmm. and I was saying about how within my own experience it's always with the clit I mean I'm not going to say I do on the regular don't but you know yeah um but all my experiences have been with a sex toy and it's clitoral stimulation. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I thought it was always through penetration. And I just thought we need to educate these yeah. boys. Because oh my gosh, yeah. I don't even, I don't know the science behind it, but I actually think it's impossible to squirt from penetration because it's, that's not the area that it comes from. I made See, that up. It's an area, it's an area for me <laughs> that I, I've only experienced it once. Right. Yeah. I don't think I've experienced that like well properly I feel like it's I feel like there's kind of yeah, a dramatized version that people yeah think exactly is. like Matt yeah, like, sort of shower head just lying around. around I did yeah as in I watched I think like there was a documentary I'm not sure you what what's that doc, that tv series where people go and ask sex questions like on um I can't remember it's like on channel four or like something the, is it like a sex clinic or something like yeah that? the sex clinic or something yeah. like that I did see Doesn't some girl go on there and talk about it um and they did mention a bit about it there of how you know it's she was like talking about how great it is and it's amazing and everything but yeah for me it was again even hearing the word I I can imagine people maybe as soon as I say this Amelia's gonna squirm (laughs) (laughs) but I'm gonna say it anyway no I imagine like there's gonna be people out there like I know they're listening she's so vulgar that (laughs) Fabia no I love it I love it I think like this is exactly what we need to be I think we need to reach a point where we can talk about things and there's like no awkwardness there like it's just a fact Mm. this this happens we this all happens like literally everybody I read it today that like about stats I swear that it said that like 96% obviously of people are sexually or have had sex or like yeah, or something like sexually that. active and um and I think that because we all know that everyone does so why does nobody talk about it or like mm, why yeah. does nobody why are we all so awkward about it when everybody like I so just well, wish majority of personally if I think back to some of my experiences, I just wish there was more education around the importance of foreplay for a woman. Oh, 100%. Obviously, it's, it, some men enjoy it, but 
within within my experience you know they're mainly here just to get to the end they just want to have sex and that's fine I don't care but you know there needs to be the warm-up you know we're warming up for this race this activity you know you're not going to go run or perform in the Olympics without stretching and doing your warm-up so why are we (laughs) not here (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I just think yeah do you know what I mean why are we skipping steps but I just think I you know I had this one experience I was quite young I think I must have been I was old enough to go clubbing I think I was maybe 18 mm-hmm. and I was sleeping with this guy we were friends and you know we went together we just slept together a couple of times and we went home from a nightclub and I remember you know we're obviously going to going to go and have sex and there was a bit like he was just ready to go instantly and I was oh. not even you know yeah slightly aroused yeah um and I was like, oh, what about, you know, a bit of foreplay? Because I, you know, I thought I'm not going in dry because that's going to hurt. I'm going to be suffering yeah, for a exactly. week if that. Like, yeah. You're going to walk away and I'll be burning every time I piss. So <laughs> yeah. we need to come to some arrangement. And he was like, oh, well, you can give me head if you want. Oh my How goodness. the fuck is that going to turn me on? Oh, I'm sorry. I get the juices say that? Yeah. And, and, you know, it was one of those, like we're talking about. I like, would be up and really out. Really fit. <laughs> and I was just like blindsided by how fit he was oh yeah like you know it was one of those I just love these in his head he's like well you know what he's like I know how to fix that how about you yeah you get down there what the fuck is going on and I I didn't sleep with him after that because I was like this experience is not about me and my yeah. pleasure is it yeah you might be fit but you're fucking full of shit that's more common than than people think though like because like I, for example, was, um, it was like an ex and we'd kind of, you know, when you go through that phase, cause it's quite a serious relationship and you go through that phase, you're like, shall we get back together? Shall uh-huh. we? Oh, yeah. And yeah. then obviously, we ultimately decided not to. And this was actually a massive contributor to my decision <laughs> not to. Um, I remember one of the areas that I felt like had kind of flopped was like our sex life. Uh-huh. And, um, and I was saying to him, because obviously I, I'm more open, obviously, than the average person. I do acknowledge that. Um, no, it's good. We should yeah. be yeah. like that. And I like said to him, I was like, so what shall we do about this? Like, what are you, you know, if it, what would you like, you know, to do more of? And what would I like to do more of? And I remember he said to me, he was like, I just think we should get rid of the, 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 the foreplay bit. Oh, get rid of and Just get, get more into it. Oh. And I, I just said to him, I said, have you got any idea what you just said to me? Like, that you've just got no regard for my... It's all about their pleasure. But that's the issue with porn. That's but we can't that go is... into that too deep. Yeah. We've got an episode about that coming. Yeah. But like, that's where it comes from. And I've seen so much stuff recently. I know it sounds like a bit of a like graphic thing to say, but like people kind of likening sex with men to they're just using you to masturbate. They yeah. don't yeah. care about your pleasure. And that's yeah. just hideous. It is. Because if you think... I don't know if you've had this, but say you, you have sex with a guy, he finishes and you don't. And then you're kind of, you know, like, oh, well, I want you to finish me off. Yeah. And they just roll over. And even if you bring it up and like, I've had it where, where a guy's like, oh, I'm tired now. You know, I was just, oh, I was just yeah, came. I don't fucking give a shit how tired you are. Like, yeah. this, yeah. you're meant to be a team player. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot. And then you have to think, why did I participate in this? You know, you yeah. don't care about how I'm feeling after. So why? Mm, it's a, it's a dodgy 
interaction. I've I've had it before as well, where I, again I didn't think much of it at the time, but I had a comment made like where, like I had so so it had been you know because obviously there are times where I'm I'm happy you know to just focus on the other person like that's yeah. fine. Um, and I remember like at the end like you know, using the phrase of oh I was like okay cool and then. Or, or or maybe it was the other way around and then I was like okay cool now we'll focus on you and he's like oh no you know what it's fine you can just owe me one and like I almost find that oh. like that comment I was like at the no. time I just thought nothing of it and now I look back and I'm like what do you mean like I owe it's not a debt one. like, like I'm not in, debt oh okay to you. so we're just are we count are we tallying this up okay one orgasm for and then I'll get one night next time because I, I promise you the male population would be massively indebted yeah are you joking <laughs> me they'd oh. never make up for the losses Christ exactly. there's not enough time actually exactly you owe us a lot a Honestly. lot I was isn't that crazy God. and I just but it's only because you don't know any differently, like, a, you know, when you're often when you have those first experiences mm. or you are like, it's only sort of later on, you can look back and think, actually, I mean, I deserve better than that. Like we yeah. all deserve better than that. And I think that it's just shocking how we, we accept like the bare, like, it's like for men, I feel like they would have no issue saying, right, that, that's not good or do this yeah 100% no issue with it whatsoever but for us Mm -hmm. it's like oh how dare you try to tell me that this didn't feel good like oh well how dare you try and then attack what everyone else likes fragile ego like that you know my my, I'm really good at this what you talk about everyone else thinks that I'm really good at this why don't you think I'm like give me their numbers and let me ask them if they faked it or not (laughs) because I can promise you we all think they did and it's like this is not (laughs) us trying to shade men or trying to make you feel like it's just list it's being able to just not have an ego around sex Mm. like don't you can't have any it's not a case of I even remember my ex saying like um oh yeah I, I'm like using the phrase like, I am good at sex like I find that quite strange because I think like oh, it's like it's down why to do you have to person. tell me you have to tell me that you're yeah. good at sex like I have to yeah. know that that is like I, I a think fact that loads you have, of like, people say because it's like you hear that don't you like oh such and such is like really good in bed and it's like maybe but, well, yeah but, I, like, but then it's like it doesn't exist no man is an island like yeah mm. one person because I might sleep with somebody that I think is like the most amazing fantastic experience of my life and then yeah he, he could sleep with someone next week that likes the total opposite to me yeah. he thinks he's a nightmare yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You know, it's so it's down like, to the receiver to make that yeah. decision yeah it's like you it's how you work together and I think that when you say oh I'm good at this like other people have enjoyed oh, oh well other people have enjoyed themselves with me like so doubtful well that's all I think when okay I hear that, cool. I'm just like, I cool like good for you well like what do you yeah. want like do you want a cookie for that like what the hell like, <laughs> like for me personally this isn't feeling good right now and I'm saying that so do something different like what I love that <laughs> yeah right now other people's experiences aren't helping me <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. like you're you're sexual I don't history. care what Sandra likes yeah <laughs> Christ I'm not you know Sandra. I think you're right <laughs> Another thing about the ego, and we kind of touched on it earlier about, especially your ex spec about um, the sex toy and and just you masturbating with or without. And I do think a lot of that is down to ego and and jealousy. They're almost jealous that you can have a good time without them. And I remember once, it wasn't that long ago, it was 
the partner I had before the one I'm with now and for some reason I don't even know why we didn't have sex we were just using a toy and I finished and then I remember him being in a really shit mood after and I was like what the fuck is going on here and then I brought it up you know a couple of days later or whatever and he was like oh well you just don't need me I feel like you don't need me anymore oh, and I was just like God. grow up like honestly grow up I and it know. you know my oh. friend I remember I've got a friend and we both I I bought a sex toy and then no my friend bought the sex toy and I bought the same one after her review okay and um she was with a guy I don't know if they were together or if they were just soon together but they were you know they were intimate and he found this sex toy in her room and like really kicked off about it and was like almost banned her from using it and like created such drama around the jealousy of her pleasuring herself without him and you know he didn't like her watching porn because you can't look at other men and all this fucking shit but the whole time he's wanking over lesbian porn or whatever do you know what I mean like that is just double standard when I hate it so bad so bad like yeah I just can't like what I always say to people and like I've said it I had a conversation with for example my most recent physical partner about this um and I I said to him I was like oh what's your what do you how do you feel about all this kind of stuff and he was like no no I think it's great like I think it's amazing that you know you can kind of have that for yourself and then it can also be a shared experience Mm. and I said because and I was explaining what had happened with my ex and um and he was like, and I, the way I explained it, I was like, because especially when it comes to things like vibrators, which are obviously the kind of most typical yeah. pick, um, it's a feeling that cannot be replicated. Mm. So it, it's not a replacement. It's 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 your teammate. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not, work it's together, not <laughs> Because I don't understand how, why this kind of inferiority kind of complex comes in when mm. they're totally different yeah feelings you yeah. know and 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 really when used together that can just be like the ultimate yeah you know isn't it's it just... so refreshing when you get a boy who's like oh no it's fine bring bring your toys in oh 100 like, finally a fucking mature person i think yeah. it's just being able to like for men to accept like that female pleasure doesn't like you know we can that can be an entity like in itself like for us and you don't have to be involved like all the time and you don't have to be the one (laughs) like you know just let us let let us like yes you can be involved like we can make this like you know but also it's like don't be threatened by Mm. us doing this for ourselves when you're not here like it's just this is what we do it's like we don't question you I yeah, you... when you're wanking, I don't feel like less of a it's person. Like a, it's like <laughs> they, it's like they use it as a as an exercise to prove their manliness, oh. as opposed to it being there's that toxic well, we just masculinity want to enjoy it. again. It's not about you proving yourself; it's about mm. us enjoying it. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Women's orgasms are meant to be like better than. Um, oh, yeah, here, a man's like oh yeah so male and female orgasms have been compared and even the most average clitoral orgasm lasts longer than even the best ever most fantastic male orgasm because we have more nerve endings in the clitoris in the clit. mm. so Which that's is interesting. interesting so why is the male orgasm prioritized 
when your orgasm's only half as good. <laughs> I know. Like yeah, like chased because it's more easily attainable. I would, mm. I would say, like, for me personally, like, I find that I still feel that there's a, a big area in sex that I have yet to really truly experience like in terms of unlocking like the ultimate kind of what everyone yeah. says you know why me what too. makes it like the best like there's so much for me still to explore and I think that the reason why like I don't think I've even reached that point yet is is one because of potentially having barriers up and being a bit awkward and in the past and, and just kind of accepting experiences in the past and thinking that's normal yeah and then not thinking I should go for more than that um, and I think that, yeah, for me, I would want to explore kind of those options. And like, that's where I think that the communication comes in. Because I think like mm -hmm. for you guys, would you, when it comes to like, like with your, with your own, like with orgasms, like when you've been like with a partner and stuff, like, do you, for, cause for a while, I know that you mentioned Fabia that you hadn't, um, it took a long time until you were like in your 20s until you experienced yeah. like an orgasm like even by yourself like when you were with like a partner like did it take like a long time did you like to reach that point where you that you got you were able to finish like with a partner or like was it just something yeah that... so obviously every boyfriend I had before my 20s I say every there wasn't that many but I would say, I don't even know how old I was when I first orgasm, but I was like in my 20s. Mm -hmm. So every partner before that, it felt nice, you know, but I never got this big finish. Like yeah. it just felt nice and then it stopped. Like, yeah. It kind of went downhill. Um, so obviously I never had it with them. And then my first orgasm was by myself and I was like, fuck, this is what I've been missing. Like, yeah. like what you said earlier, I, I thought moment. there was something wrong with me. Or then yeah. I was like, maybe this is just an orgasm, you know, where it just feels nice. Yeah. But other people are just hyping it up because there's a lot of that as well around sex, you know, life-changing. I've never had life-changing sex. It's just sex. Yeah. So then I had this orgasm on my own and I was like, Christ, like this fucking awakening. Mm -hmm. Yeah but could only do it on my own and it wasn't every time either so I still was learning yeah how do I get there because it's not yeah. I did it once and then I could always do it that wasn't the case yeah but yeah I would say after that I knew a bit more what I liked but there were still partners that couldn't make me orgasm so I could still only do it by myself yeah, yeah. and then eventually I... you obviously find I would say only the last two have actually yeah. made me finish maybe one a long time ago but I'm I've discussed this with you before Amelia I don't know about that sex like in my head the sex was so good but it was one of those things where the relationship was really shit and we've discussed this is the sex good because it's the only time you're intimate and it and yeah. you feel good so I... was it good sex or was he just an abusive person and then oh, I was like oh he does love me <laughs> Mm. I've, so, I've kind of experienced something quite similar to that like with someone who like I fell quite hard for mm. and when ultimately he didn't uh, this is by no means me saying that he's a nasty person because that's not the case like I was having having sex quite regularly with this guy who was otherwise quite distant with me mm. um right emotionally unavailable and then because and don't get me wrong the sex with him was very good because he was very like attentive and he liked listening and whatever else but like I think I placed 
a h- higher value yeah. on the sex that I was having with him mm-hmm. as, a re- as a result of the fact that he made me feel quite emotional he didn't he didn't fulfill my emotional needs yeah so, when so it's hard fulfilled... to now compare because you're like well I thought it was great at the time but was yeah. it yeah or you know that's the only time we've been intimate and emotional and outside of the bedroom is fucking chaos yeah yeah but, um, I think that's so common though I feel like that's something that really in it and it's I, I feel like it's it's a complicated thing that you you have to be able to identify and unpack mm. is happening because I think it happens loads you only have to scroll through you know your TikTok feed or your social media feed yeah. where girls are like you know like does he like me or mm. is the sex just yeah. really good and then you think about it and it's like but what's you going know, on? hold on and people yeah. just tolerating this mistreatment at the hand of good sex when the odds are the sex isn't good no it's I think just that, all in your head yeah I think that um like you said if you think that this is good but like you've not experienced it kind of had that real deep emotional connection and you don't know you haven't really got anything to compare it to you think oh this is great because this is the best that I've had mm. um but you don't know what it could be like with someone who actually really cares about you. And that's something that I realize is really important to me in sex and something that I really, I really need. Cause I think that obviously I completely think, you know, to each their own in terms of, you know, the way that you view sex and the way that, you know, I know some people don't put, you know, as much value on it and that that's Mm -hmm. absolutely fine. I completely like respect whatever you choose to do. And I think for some, for me, like, it's just always been so important, I think, that I feel like I'm with someone that I can really trust. Yeah. And that they actually care about me as a person. Like, I just kind of want, like, not just, like, I don't know. I think maybe I put quite a bit of, like, emotional sort of value on it, I guess. Me too. If I'm not emotionally invested, the sex is just not going to happen. And that makes sense off the back of what you were saying earlier, Amelia, about you know one of the things that you find challenging about sex is the vulnerability yeah so Mm. I think you know in order to kind of even begin to be rid of that that worry you do have to be in a position where because I feel the same like it's the reason I say for example I and obviously it's personal choice I've never had a one-night stand Mm. um and it's because um well, it's mainly because I have the view that if I don't think the sex is going to be great, then I don't want it at all. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I've but, never had uh, one night stand because I'm like, people will judge me and I'll hate myself. <laughs> no, whereas with me, it's like if I see a guy in a club and I'm like, oh, he's really fit or like, you know, whatever. Like, I just can't imagine how much have I got to try and tell him about my preferences and mm. what I like. Exactly. It stresses me out. Sex especially because it, the, it's it's an issue that I read a lot about because I'm you know I'm just fascinated by sex and sexuality especially because a lot of the stuff that's being normalized sexually now shouldn't be so and you never know what somebody's going to try yeah. want yeah. want to do and I feel like I I'm just like there's something I respect anyone that does it but there's something about it for me on one a safety perspective and two from the fact that I always hate when you kind of you put yourself in that position which is a vulnerable position you know it's an energy exchange and uh-huh. and you do have sex with somebody and then it doesn't feel good 
after yeah. like I have slept with someone in the past where he was a lovely person and then afterwards I was like oh you know that yeah. wasn't what I thought not Deflated. because he was not because he was bad or because he was did anything inappropriate but I was like oh, I wish I just thought do I really want to sleep with this guy before I did it mm. yeah you know, and, and it's just like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I completely get what you mean. I think, honestly, I feel like for such a long time, like I was so, I felt unable to really, which is why I think this this podcast, like what we're doing right now, like being so open kind of about sexuality and about sex, I think that this is something I could never have done like a, a while ago. Like, and even to be honest, even, even now, I still find it like in my head, like quite difficult um, I could never really voice because of the experiences I'd had where I feel like I'd been made to feel like there was something wrong with me like in yeah. or like there that um you know the way that I was about sex that uh, I'd had like you know kind of partners or people make comments in the past that I think had really I'd like affected me deeply about it and made me really self-conscious about sex that I was almost like I just couldn't even voice it. I just felt almost like ashamed to do that. And I just think yeah. that I almost feel sad for myself that I allowed like myself to be made to feel like it was, I had to take the burden of all of that on my shoulders. Whereas actually, yeah. and I, it's, which is something I often do quite a lot in not just that area, but in a lot of areas is like taking that responsibility, the whole the responsibility when actually, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's not you your fault. It would have just been, yeah, exactly. It's like, and I think that now I have a viewpoint of, you know, it is still kind of, I want, I've said, I said to myself, I want to be open and I want to lose this shame that I have about it and not, and not feel like I used to about it, about it and be able to, to, to discuss it and be open. But it gives me anxiety, a little bit of anxiety. Like the idea is that I, yeah, if I had met somebody, for example, in a club or, even just someone that I was seeing, like I would find, I could feel like myself, my back getting up at the idea of like getting mm -hmm. to that point where you have sex and if it doesn't go well, or mm -hmm. if something doesn't go right, like it doesn't feel good or something like that fear of that happening mm. would almost like make me recoil. After. And like, I'd be like, yeah. I can't, I'm just so scared because I'm scared if that happens, will it then be, make me feel bad about myself because I put so much of myself worth into this. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. will I feel bad about myself? And then also will that make them think less of me as well? Yeah. Which is like, it's so yeah. hard and it's a shame that I think, but I think that is the honest truth of what it comes down to. Cause the whole thing, like I said, it's that vulnerability thing. Yeah. It's I don't like think you're alone way. in that though. Yeah, no, I think not. I definitely can relate fear. to that from a younger self perspective. Definitely. And I think it, this has kind of made me think of um, it kind of is on the same lines of, you know, when I've said, like, for me, I take the stance where I'm like, oh, I don't think it's going to be very good. And I don't want to do it. And that's why for me, and this could be like, and this is totally a preference thing. I would never want my first like sexual encounter with somebody to be the first time we have sex. So I would have liked to yeah. have had a conversation about sex and what we like and what we're yeah. So if I'm talking to a guy or dating a guy or a girl or whoever, um, I would always like to have had 
conversations ahead of it so I can gauge what they're like and yeah yeah some feelers situations. out so then it's like even if someone's like I can gauge that this person's a little bit more shy yeah and, you know or whether, does this person like the same things as I do because a lot of the time like especially because I do view I'm not somebody that views sex as like this perfect holy sacred thing but like I don't want to give because I view my sexuality as being a real like gift for somebody to receive uh-huh, and I yeah. want to sure that I want to give it to you before yeah. that you know and like so I almost have like a bit of a vetting process that I like to go through yeah. before I decide that that's even going to happen are you even worthy yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes me probably makes me sound awful but no, no I, I think saying. that's I think that's absolutely the way that you should view it and that's the way that you should go about it and I think that I look back at the way that, you know, I kind of, the way that it, like sex for me happened in the past and just with my, the first experiences that I had. And I just look back and I think, I mean, obviously the older you get and the more sort of you learn and the more you learn about yourself and how you, you know, develop as a person. I think that now, I, th- I think back then I could never have, because I, I didn't know what I liked or I didn't know what I wanted or didn't know much mm-hmm. about it. I think yeah. that, that was uh, those were all big factors in why I kind of was just kind of like oh just sort of like what you said before Faye, but just sort of lie back and just kind of yeah just accept it yeah whatever's going on accept what's going on and I didn't really have any comments you know to make because yeah. I didn't have any I didn't know what to say and now I think yeah the more the older that I get the more that I realize that there's still a lot that I want to explore and there's still things that I think I'd need to figure out. again with every new person it's a whole new game you know you can't you never you've got to figure it all out together haven't you and I think you've got to be open to that and I think now I just realize that I think for a long time it's like I was almost denying myself or like the opportunity to to have that really great experience because I was I was kind of denying myself that by by not having the sort of confidence in that way and I think that Mm. you're right I think that it is so important communication just for me in a relationship in general any sort of thing is so important I I think honest Mm -hmm. I value open honest communication and I think that applies especially applies to any sort of intimate act um yeah where you are trusting each other even like you know if it is a one-night stand you are still trusting each other with your bodies like with you know everything that you are like you're trusting this person and you should you both entitled to have a good time you know it should be bad it should be good for both of you otherwise what is the point what is the point of doing it if it's not good so what so having a conversation about what you like what like having the confidence to sort of say what you don't like I think is so important to Mm. to getting that experience that you know it's a two it's it's a team like you say it's a team effort it is Um, a team effort it takes two do you know what I mean otherwise you're just masturbating so yeah otherwise like you know you might as well just be on your own like if you're not focusing if you're not if the other person isn't at the forefront of your mind like what with what what you're doing then you really might as well be on your own yeah why waste your time and theirs you know another thing that I think we should discuss and I've really struggled with and it's still something that I'm not dealing with exploring I don't know what the word is but female libido and how that varies from male libido because I personally myself just throughout the years I've been sexually active my libido's obviously gone up and down yeah um and I feel like the pill has definitely played a part in that yeah but also 
matching or not matching in you know for better words my partner's libido and how that's not really talked about and I've spoken to my friends about it and how at times my sex drive has been very low and you know personally it doesn't bother me because I'm like well it is what it is fine yeah I've gone through stages where I'm like this is a problem but there's been a lot of times where I'm like it's lower right now but I don't care yeah. and I speak to my girlfriends and they're the same you know their sex drive is lower than their boyfriends or their sexual partner but when I speak to a boy about it or my partner you know it's always like oh you're not attracted to me do you not want to have sex with me and it's like yeah there needs to be more of a conversation and an understanding about how the female libido is different and it is yeah. very effective by the pill which a lot of boys put pressure on girls to take mm-hmm. yeah. and I, just, I wonder what your stances are on that and where do you sit on the libido scale <laughs> it's um that's an interesting one actually because as we were talking before I was thinking like actually that popped into my head um how like for me um it it's often like well when I've been in a relationship in the past that I think that for a while I thought that I had a really low libido like I thought that because for the first few years when I was sexually active I felt like I'd I didn't really have like the best experiences that I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not really, I don't really like get it. I don't understand like what, like, I'm not really excited to do this because I'm not really getting the full experience here. And then when I started to kind of enjoy it more and I was in like a relationship and I was exploring that, I was like, I found that, you know, I found myself a lot more sort of like eager to to take part and like to have sex more often and like to, yeah. to explore that more. And I I felt that at one point I considered my libido to be like even higher than the partner that oh, I was wow. with at the time. Like, yeah, yeah, I felt that way too. And like I want, and that's the thing, a common misconception I think a lot of the time is that like it's always the guys that want sex like all sex the time more. and I don't think that's yeah. true like because I definitely could I think like 100% I see myself like especially like it's very hard to tell because obviously there will be times where you know you just for some reason don't feel it it's like when it comes to masturbation you know like for sometimes you might feel like kind of more sort of like you want to do that and then I have, have times where no like it's yeah, not the case not but really, I've spoken yeah. to men about this like because I know that like a lot of men like when it comes to masturbation that's like a daily thing for them you know like every single day like I don't know for me as a woman that is not an everyday thing like sometimes I don't I don't keep track of the days or anything but I'm like it's been a long you know it could be like a while could go ages and I've not even thought about it and then then it might be like a few days where (laughs) it's like a lot yeah or like you yeah it's very it's different it's like up and down really but I think with a partner like I don't know if I've not been with anyone for a while like I've not really thought about it but like I guess like if you're in a relationship or you're with that person a lot and like you're around that person and things I don't know things are getting heated like a lot more like I don't know like it yeah. might be a different I think your body I don't know you I just go with like what my body feels like you know and yeah. just go with it that way but it, it's hard I couldn't really measure it I don't think yeah and yeah Beck, what's your like, about you Beck? with me um well, obviously Fabia gave the example of um the pill and how the pill will affect um will affect libido and I've not been on the pill for about four years now 
Oh, I've just come off and I'm keen to I've your been experience. off for about a year, actually. How like, did you find we... coming off? Mm. Um before you well, answer, I had sorry. No, I had no problem. Um because I was only on it for a short period and I just didn't like how um my mental health mm. was being affected. Yeah. There's yeah. so many side effects that I just well, ignored I, for I, 10 yeah. years. One of one of the things so in terms of libido. And then I'll move back to the pill. Yeah, um, sorry. I thought my libido was always more, and it, I think it reflects that I'm very, emo- I'm a very emotionally charged yeah. person. Um, and for me, my libido definitely depends on how I'm feeling in the relationship at that time. So, for example, I, you know, uh, everything sounds ridiculous in hindsight. I was in a relationship where I was cheated on. Mm. Um, and then obviously my confidence I was cheated on numerous times my confidence was like rock bottom and I didn't want to have sex anymore because all it would do was remind me of that and obviously thank goodness I'm no longer in that relationship and I don't struggle with those issues anymore but then so I always think how emotionally nurtured I feel that's why guys need to think about it if you're making that you'll get more (laughs) that woman feel very safe and very like you know making her feel very desired and very loved and and you know there's a knock-on effect and I think Mm. sometimes when lads like especially you know men they're a whole different ball game to dealing with (laughs) women like I think if I feel you know very emotionally seen by someone I'm more likely to want to have sex with more sex with them you know more often Mm. and then another thing that I think is really interesting is from the kind of beginning of covid or like the month prior um to very recently i had like an 18 month drive no sex at all over over that um time um and my libido in the sense of masturbation was higher than ever i was masturbating every single day Mm. and it's so weird how that kind of so i i was really i'm really thankful for that time now that time of not yeah. having any phys- sexual relationships with other people, but just deepening the kind of sexual relationship that I had with myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and I found that kind of even more, I was be, like being even more aroused even more often yeah. because I knew that I could do that all for myself and all that's all that I needed. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's so, that's so interesting. interesting to me. I, I don't know, I really like that. yeah. Like, because I, for example, like, I'd had, for example, I'd had a, I could reach clitoral orgasm quite easily for quite a long time, years prior, but mm-hmm. I'd never had a G-spot orgasm until about a year ago. Oh, wow. Um, And that was through me just, like, really, really getting used to, you know, myself. And now I can do it in, like, an instant, especially God. when I'm on my own. And yeah. um. And- what a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it's just, it's, I just think it's such a blessing sometimes just being forced to have the time to yourself. And that's why now I'm kind of putting myself back out there. I'm like excited to have sex again and like experience Mm. it. I feel like it's going to be better than it has ever been before. Yeah. Because you're more aware of yourself. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I think that it's like really good to explore that because I think that I had a, I remember I had a conversation with a partner in the past where for me, like 
I was so there was one set way that I knew felt good like it had always been like that this is how I finish like this is what I do to the point where it just got so like I was like okay I have to do this specific thing (laughs) and I'd be so in control of it to the point where I'd be like I'd be like sort of like holding his hand like just like (laughs) and like I was just like like this (laughs) yeah I've been like that you know that's and I was so because I was like this is the only way I was like just 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 basically might as well just done it myself but um and I had a conversation with him where he was like maybe you know you should try like obviously I understand like you you figured out a way that works for you and that obviously feels good so you do that but like maybe like try and explore other ways that you could you know experiment to find other ways that and I think that's something that I do still think about now and I think oh that but it's like I know it's like it's annoying because it's like sometimes can I be asked to to try and like wait for it when you know when I know that this this works you know trial and error process again but then I try and then I try to tell myself but then this could help me this could make like my whole like this could change my whole sex life if I could just like be open put the time in yeah (laughs) Yeah. put the time in you know yeah so Beck continue what you were saying about the pill because I'm intrigued okay so like I say, so I was on the pill. It was like my first year of uni because um, I was in a relationship that wasn't really, I, I didn't really class it. It's one of those ones when you're so young, I don't really class it as being like a serious relationship anymore. Yeah. Um, but I was on the pill then and it was also to do with periods and I was yeah. with heavy periods and things like that. Um, but it just wasn't suiting me. So I stopped taking it. And even through my serious relationship, um, that ended about two years ago I wasn't on the pill through that and I understand it's something that gets me quite riled up really like when guys are very mm. presumptuous about the pill when and and the, and the excuses that you hear people come out with for oh, not using bullshit. other modes of contraception I, I just find I just find insulting there's no regard for the health for female you know I just find it it's one of the things that is like an instant if I'm with a guy and he says that it's something that really bothers me yeah me too you know yeah it's like you know if someone I've definitely had that happen where someone said oh but it just doesn't feel as good you know having like a condom on and I'm just there like well obviously you don't have the fear of getting pregnant though so we'll get used to it you know what you know what really doesn't feel good (laughs) having having a child probably that I don't want so being depressed because of your pill that doesn't feel great my friend yeah Yeah. and I just think it's like the fact also do you know what I mean sex with a condom is better than no sex so just yeah yeah condom on exactly it's like and I don't I don't personally feel like there's a great deal of difference (laughs) it's like when if I I don't know where I saw this but it's like when someone said like I I don't know if it was like in an article or if someone I don't know it was like when someone says oh oh, I forgot to bring a condom and then they're like oh well well, I forgot to bring my vagina then (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I love Love that I love that Amelia so when you came off did you have how long were you on the pill for and when you came off did you have any nasty side effects so I was on the pill like I was on the pill like in my yeah my first year of uni um I was on the combined pill and um that for me was fine I did notice that I did have 
see this is something I reflected on years later because I didn't know I I've uh, correlate my first year of uni with when I first started to have quite bad sort of an- anxiety and I don't know oh. if that was uh to do with just so many I moved away for the first time and it was like a whole new experience yeah it's the same with me actually or was it to do with the pill like I couldn't Mm. tell um and I came off that because I I was a bit worried about just like you know obviously there's side effects and risks of anything I just suddenly became a bit scared about like the risks of it so I thought I'll just come off that and then I tried a different one I tried the mini pill which I don't Mm. know if anyone's tried that one that one didn't work for me it just because it just caused so much like um spotting that it was just like okay. this is just not good but I basically I, I went I ended up going back to the combined pill because the the mini pill just wasn't working and even though that seemed to me a bit less risk like combined just worked I was like oh that, mm. I'll just go for that I don't know what else I'm going to go for so I'm just going to go for yeah. that one and then yeah. I was just on that one um and then I came off it I think it was like this very near to the start of lockdown last year I think I ran out of my pack and I was going right, to get okay. another one and then I just thought oh just screw it I don't need it yeah. I'm just gonna just stop um so I just stopped and then I just never thought to get another one and I do honestly think again it's hard for me to say is it was it a result of the pill or was it just life is the reason mm. why but I do yeah. I have to say that the past year like I have felt a lot more mentally stable than I had for a yeah. long time before that. As in, in terms of, I felt like I was always like, I, I was going through a rough patch anyway um, yeah. while I was on the pill. So I'd, again, it's hard to distinguish, was it that or just external factors? But I did know I was very emotional, particularly yeah. for a long yeah. time when I was on the pill. I was like, always, it was just a common thing for me to find myself crying like pretty much every week. Like yeah. I was really down. I was really like up and like, you know, and I just, yeah. you know, and then the last year I have been completely Sweet. fine. Like I've had like, I, I'm naturally, you know, I get like moments and stuff, but it's very like normal. I feel like it's not like it used to be. Like I feel like mm. my, my emotions have been a lot more regulated. I felt a lot yeah. more calm, felt a lot happier, more content. And I don't know if that's a result of having not been on the pill or if it's the life factors, but yeah. I, I, I'm just, I think it must have something to do with it because you are putting hormones into your body after all, aren't you? And I just think it's it's likely it would have affected me to an, to an extent, but I wouldn't, it's so hard to be able to tell. Some people can just know, obviously, don't they? Like, oh, the pill, like it really messed me up. But yeah. for me, it's hard for me to say, but I definitely like, it's weird that we actually have this conversation because I was literally looking at um contraceptives like last night i was like googling online i was like what what's a good um one to use and i was looking at all the different ones and um i personally it was it would be interesting to get your opinions um like i'll ask you what you think of the pill like in a minute fabio but like when um it'd be interesting to know what your opinions are of the contraceptives because there is like i was considering like the copper coil because that's Mm. a non-hormonal one i looked into that but it freaks me out a little bit. Um, that for me, I was looking at all the options and it's just annoying. Cause I was literally, this is, I was thinking in my head last night. I was like, oh, just bloody hate being a girl sometimes. Like looking at all yeah. this stuff. I was like, okay, so these are the risks of this. Okay. So mm. there's a risk of here, this one has a risk of breast cancer. Okay, cool. That like, this one's got a risk of, uh, and I Blood know clots. that, I know that all, <laughs> all obviously everything has a risk of something there's always going to be a risk yeah. with anything it is yeah. annoying um like because i was even looking at 
because I've seen some influencers um, promote this as well. There's like a app called Natural Cycles. Nat- yeah, I've yeah. But I don't. Then there were loads of people commenting on this post, so saying this is really damaging. You shouldn't be promoting this. This is really dangerous. Like, and I just yeah. couldn't. And then I was thinking, because at first I thought, oh, that sounds good. Like, yeah, like just use that. But then I thought, wait, yeah. I don't know. I think, actually, I think it's such. I think it's such like a minefield of stuff to like have to try and navigate. Like, so like I obviously I was on hormonal contraception for that very short period. Mm. And then in my previous relationship, we were just really on top of using condoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't that didn't bother me. To be fair, he was really he was like really good about it. He didn't come out with the rubbish that we've just listed mm. <laughs> oh, before. But like, and but then I, I, I've I've looked at things as well, and I've heard so much about the copper coil and the kind of the insertion process and yeah, how it yeah. can be quite painful. And coming out is worse than going in. Yeah. I know. I've, I've, well, is it? I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was actually quite easy no. to take out. Well, I see. For me, that seems to be like I was genuinely thinking. I think that's going to be like my option. I've had a friend right. who's really recommended it, okay. and then I've heard horror stories. So I don't know. Like I'm quite scared because obviously there is a risk. Like they said, there's a very very small risk of perforation of the womb. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Hang on a minute. What? Oh, <laughs> I'm no, just like, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Um, but then I have seen like my friend said she had it, and she said it was literally like the most like really really painful for like five seconds. But then it was okay. Yeah, I've heard the that. Whole, the insertion <sighs> process does sound really horrific, but then I think it's non-hormonal and then you don't have to worry for like five or ten years. Mm. And it's very, and you know very what? effective. If you're going to get it, get it when you have your smear because you're already going through an experience. Yes. Can you do that? Can Actually. Yeah, you can have both done at the same time. Well, not oh, at, physically, but like in the same appointment. Oh, I didn't know Because they're already there. They're already all up in you, getting you. You two are too young for a smear, aren't you? I, I have got a, yet, no. I've got a letter, actually. Yeah, you're close. Because it's my 25th is this year. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I would recommend do it then. Interesting. Yeah. But, what, like, what were your thoughts? Did you did you say you came off the pill recently, Faber? What were your thoughts on Yeah, that? so I'm, like, two weeks off. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Very new. recent. Okay. Um, but so like a bit of background, my journey with the pill, I've been on it for nearly 10 years, which right. is a problem. I, yeah. And I only sort of realised now that's a long time. And similar to what you guys were saying, I don't know what were side effects of the pill and what weren't, because I went on at such an early age yeah, that I was still going through puberty and everything. So mm. the whole mental health side and moods and everything, I was almost a child when I went on yeah so I the, all the development happened whilst I was also on the pill so I never know yeah. and still now I don't know what is me and what's the pill because yeah. I've been on it for that whole progression from it's so hard to, child tell, to it? teenager to adult um and I went on it for similar reasons like bad periods I was having fertility not having fertility problems I wasn't trying but I had fertility issues and they wanted to give me this hormone treatment while I was still very young and then they were like go on the pill it has a a hormone in it that works with the hormone treatment we've given you and then you've got years of it to like get in your system yeah so by the time you want to try it you know you've got a good shot so 
that's why I've been on it for so long because yeah. I was always terrified like if I come off what's going to happen with this hormone treatment like what happens yeah. to me can I have kids can I not but I've for about a year I was just uncomfortable with it the fact that you know it's coming up to a decade which is a very long time yeah um just putting this drug in my body every day um yeah. and the whole thing you know we've said about how people just expect it that oh you're on the pill yeah. that's fine we don't need to use condom all this and I did a lot of research around coming off because I was worried you know what would happen to me do I have to come off in a different way to other people yeah whatever um anyway I decided just to go cold turkey so I've I've had my first period since not being on it so like my last one yeah um and already I've noticed like side effects so my body's obviously so used to it so firstly I normally on the pill I would bleed for four days four days only quite light Mm -hmm. cramps but not too bad fine and then on my fourth day that is the end the literal end yeah Um, and then this one the cramps were terrible I bled for seven days then I was spotting for another like three days which I haven't had since I was a kid um I've been having like really bad headaches uh, my moods have been all over the place like yeah so it's so weird to think this whole time I've sort of been numbing myself with this yeah. pill. not numbing myself but you know like squishing my actual mm. self yeah. with this yeah. pill and I, I've done loads of research and it can take up when you've been on it for as long as I have like my whole body now just time, needs it. it yeah obviously I'm going to go through withdrawal and it can take up to a year, 18 months for my body to even level out. And I just think yeah. that's a problem. I wasn't told that. I was no, put on that as a kid. No, you're not told that. You're not told um, that. Yeah, like I was literally a child. Not a child. Like I was in, I was a very young teenager. Yeah. Um, and they didn't tell me that. And they had sold it to me like, you will be on this until you want a baby. And then you come off and then you have yeah. fertility treatment again. And then you have a baby. Like this was the plan. There was, they never told me the side effects, you know, the withdrawals if I did come off. And I yeah. just, I have a problem with the system that any any young girl that goes to the doctor, with me slightly different because there's this whole fertility thing, but yeah, put that aside. Any young girl that comes in and says, I've got really bad periods just or, you know, off. I struggle with yeah. pain. They just put you on willy nilly. They yeah. don't discuss it. You don't mm-hmm. go away and think about it. You're just yeah. given it. Yeah, and every girl I know has been on it at some point. Yeah, and I and we're not really told about it, and yeah. I I just yeah. have a big problem with how it's just dished out like sweets, and then yeah. now yeah. girls Especially... like me, I'm I'm now going through withdrawal because my body is dependent. Isn't yeah. there as well like what the with, fuck's that like the combined pill because um, I mean obviously that I think there can be that fear of spreading of misinformation and stuff, but um, like I I swear that like. I like obviously that I've seen things before where people have said, "Oh, like the combined pill, like, um, like the risks and everything associated with it." Even though obviously it's like always the pill that is like, um, given to everyone. Mm. And like for me, like obviously a lot of it is, you know, sometimes some things work for others and don't work. You know, for for, you know, it's a very independent, individual sort of thing. What how your body reacts to a contraceptive, but like for me, like I felt that I was quite worried about um like the hormones and everything that were that was in like the pill I was like worried about like what 
like was there anything sort of attached to that like that affect me like at all mm. um because of you know just fears that like I was you know people were saying oh like this is bad it's like this and that but then also they tried I swear that I saw they were like developing a male pill which yeah. got um rejected because it, of yeah, it's its trial. it got rejected yeah. because of its risk of blood clots which was less it was a smaller yeah. risk than the combined than the risks that are associated with the combined pill which yeah. i think wait hang on a minute oh, so yeah. you're saying like it's okay for us to have that which is actually more of a risk of what you're saying but for this pill which has a less of a risk no we can't give that to men yeah yeah Me? and it's like i always hear people use the uh kind of look at it like uh, you can either if, if we were to create an effective male contraceptive that was you know widely taken and widely used it's like taking the bullets out of the gun I was going to say this as yeah. opposed to saying why would you wear a vest if you can unload the gun yeah like, exactly it's always like it's our problem always yeah. the way it's always been dealt with is like you have to look into ways to protect yourself even like when I was like younger even just the mentality of like what my mom and like my parents have said, you know, mm. you need to make sure you're protected. You can't trust, you can't trust him. Yeah, to you do can't the job. trust them. You've yeah. got to make sure you've always got a condom. You've got to make sure that you've always got like all this. Cause they yeah. don't. And-, and to an extent, I mean, even though it's, it is shit that that is the mentality that is churned out to an extent. I mean, you have to be aware of that because like there is, they're it, never going to have true. for them. If they forget to take a pill, like what consequence do they have? yeah like it's like they're not going to be affected by that like it's we are the ones that it should be it should be a male contraception should be dominant because you know a woman can only get pregnant once every nine months months. whereas a man can impregnate a woman every day different woman every day numerous people every day yeah so what the fuck are we protecting the wrong person in this and then and then it also leads to this whole um issue of you know the, the the expectation of not using protection against other other problems you know with, with stis and not even yeah. and, and other just kind of infections that women struggle with as a result of having sex yeah like just like, thrush that's not even because, an sti but yeah and i because i've got friends and it it hurts my heart hearing some of the stories of girls that are just like i'm very assertive about condoms with men i could be right in that moment with a guy and if anyone that's ever slept with me listens to this will will know that <laughs> we could be right there and i will say you either put it on or we don't have sex yeah it's as simple as that but the the, the reality is and that's because i carry my own contra- contraception and the reality is though that the majority of women don't do that and a lot mm. of women i lived with a girl for example during my masters who told me that she never asked guys to and it's because she was scared to mm, i've been there you know and to it's think it creates this whole other problem just is is, is just crazy and it is really like concerning especially for young yeah know, no they don't want yeah like it, and it's it's horrendous like that that is the the mindset because like i said i can understand why someone would feel like that because i've been there myself like i've mm. been in that position where it's like i would like 
the fact is is that you can clearly see i'm i i would feel more comfortable like i want like you to wear this like please wear this like and they've it is that sort of trying to push it of like oh but like you know it will feel better it'll feel better without it though but like it's just a bit annoying for me really it's just a bit of an inconvenience and i'm like and it can be and you know you're right you're exactly right like having Again, that I think can come down to the whole like misogyny, like in society of why it is that we it's... feel like we need to bow down to that. And well, we can't possibly yeah. make a man feel uncomfortable. Oh, no, no, no. We um, can't possibly reduce his chance of orgasm when the odds are I'm not going to orgasm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Well, I know. Don't. I know. No. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it's just like, no, you know what? Actually, I need to have some more more respect for myself in this situation yeah, back yourself and back yeah. myself and be like no you know what like and this goes for all ladies never ever feel like you can be manipulated or like you know pressured into anything like you know that you 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 do what you want to do for you and you make 100%. like if you you wear the like you make him wear the condom or it doesn't happen it's simple as yeah, like 100%. you know it doesn't matter whatever also, words if a boy really mouth. wants to have sex with you he'll put the condom on and if someone really cares yeah. as well and wants you and know if they I don't think, then it's not about you it's not about yeah, you yeah exactly yeah. they're not they're not considering you and i think that that's really important as well and i think as we've I've... expressed yeah yeah because i found in my experience like i say the method that i take kind of before we finish is like um is that if if you do not wear that then it doesn't happen and yeah I've had a couple of huffs and puffs and oh you know but like at the end of the day do you want to have sex or do you not want to have sex yeah no it's not an option it is non it's a (laughs) non-negotiable and that's how it goes because I would happily it's never happened because at the end of the day I think once a man's in that yeah he wants it (laughs) You know, like, yeah, you have yet to see, you have yet to have someone be like, nah, forget <laughs> he, it. Okay, bye. Yeah, all right, then I'm off. You know, <laughs> right, right, not, I'm just, I'm just getting happened. dressed. Like, yep, see you <laughs> yeah. then. But the thing is, I would do, I would do that if he said, well, yeah. no, I'm not going to wear one. I'd be like, right then, okay, I'm off. Bye then. Right, or just ordering my Uber. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I would have no hesitation. That's good. I just think oh, it's good. important for people to have to realize that that is an option an option yeah i think that's a good thing to end on yeah Yeah. thank you very much for coming on beck yeah thank you so much it's been brilliant and you've come on again yeah absolutely yeah please 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 keep coming back (laughs) yeah and again thank you to everyone who's listening and like just if you have any questions or anything that you'd like to ask us to talk about next or you just want to share your thoughts please message our instagram at what in the patriarchy we're always open to suggestions open to any sort of open conversations so please do that and obviously you can find beck on instagram at the smile diary she's always posting a lot of insightful thoughts opinions and blogs that definitely need to check out she's amazing and yeah we're very lucky (laughs) to have her on the podcast today and obviously you can catch me and fabia again in a couple weeks time um yeah but thank you thank you for listening guys thank you bye guys thank you bye